All right, really quick post-production notes for the show before we get everything started. You're going to hear throughout the show minor beeps. I think something happened in the editing process when I run my audio where I talk through a particular program that takes away any extended period of silence that I might have been trying to look for some information or, or whatnot. And I think that caused that to make those little minor beep noises. So I'm warning you in advance and I apologize for this. Uh, by the time I had caught it, I was halfway through editing some of the stuff. So it, it's a lot easier just to warn you now than re-record the whole thing. So with that being said, on with the show. Hello, everyone. I am here in Cleveland, Ohio. I am recording this on a cell phone. I have a beard. I have a pink hoodie. And I'm 25 years old. I am also a world champion. You may know me as Johnny Gargano. And you are listening to the Ohio Indie Report. Hey, Doug. I think it's about time we put on for this city, man. They're looking like we forgot us something. Man, I'm so Cleveland, it's a goddamn shame. This is the Ohio Report. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, this is Pedro DeLuca, and now it is time for your main event of the evening. Introducing your host from Northeast Ohio, he is heavy set, and now here is the Ohio Indie Report. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode, another great episode, another AIW episode of the Ohio Indie Report, now here on Kayfabe Sports Radio, where it's all a work. Yes, I've said it before, a little bit change going on here on the for the show. I'm well, not through the show. It's turning what was just this show and turning into the network. I've got a lot of stuff planned. This is going to be an absolutely great month and one thing to first start off with just on a sidetrack if you are a nfl fan within the next week or so myself and my friend joe bennett we will be sitting down with you and we will be talking about our thoughts on the nfl draft i'm looking forward to sitting down with joe and it'll be the first episode of nfl easy picks here on kayfabe sports radio the new home for the show and a whole lot of things going on but let's start right now with aiw and getting into damn it feels good to be a gangsta and something i'm going to throw out there i have a special announcement for the next aiw episode of the ohio indie report it will be the jaylet episode the preview for the jaylet episode well no the episode that will be the preview for the jaylet event but something i can't wait to talk about i can't wait to share it but it's got to be at the end of the show so let's talk about damn it feels good to be a gangsta and like always i live tweeted the results at ohio report we started things off with the submission squad, Evangelistico and Pierre Abernathy versus the Jollyville Fuckets. Not what I thought was going to start off the, the show, but in a really quick, uh, the submission squad did come out with a win. I still think I need to see more from the Jollyville Fuckets. I'm, I'm starting to warm up with them, but it's, it's just sometimes I feel that that's what I need. I need to watch more. I need to... Be somewhat invested into who you are. And right now with the Jollyville Fuckets, I'm just not feeling it. But the Submission Squad comes away with the victory. And they are undefeated, if I'm correct, in AIW in the past year. I'm not sure what the count is. It might be like 6-7-0, and seven and oh, something like that. I 
I'm actually not sure if they lost a match in 2012. I have to look everything up, but I think since last year's Gauntlet, they have not lost a tag team match. So it's interesting to see where do they line up in the tag team division. And on top of that, unlike in, in my preview episode where I said, you know, we, you know, could we see the old school express here? Unfortunately, we did not. We did not see them all night, but I don't think that means it is over. We could very well see this in the future, especially with the J-Lit right around the corner and all four men being in the building. Or five, if you count all members of the Smith Squad. And it is to note that I forgot to mention, every match that night was a no-DQ match. And f- fans were allowed to bring weapons. There was a whole bunch of weapons collected before the show, and they sat on the stage in between the ring and the entrance. A whole lot of things from a goose that actually was used in this match, a um, like a plaster um, lawn goose, and a, b- a bunch of other stuff, all used throughout the night. I didn't take note of a lot of the weapons that were used, but that is something that you can find on the DVD when it comes out. You can definitely go to Smart Mark Video and pick it up, or AIW's store at AIWrestling.com and pick it up when it's available to see every single weapon used. I only took notes of a certain few, because from where I'm sitting, you couldn't exactly see everything, and while I'm live tweeting and possibly taking pictures, I'm also just trying to enjoy the show. And going into our second match, it was Lewis Linden versus Davey Vega versus Gary J versus ACH. One absolutely fantastic spot that we did see in the match was ACH attacking Davey Vega with two foam noodles, kind of like the ones um, from you buy for swimming uh, that have been around for a good 10, 15 years. It's around more closer to 15 years now. And if you listen to the last episode, I called it Lewis Linden surprisingly pulled out the victory, while well, surprising to some and pinned ACH. This is the match that I wish would have started off the show. I mean, I still think the Jollyville Fuckets and Submission Squad did a fantastic job, but this was absolutely fantastic with a bunch of spots of them jumping out of the ring and whatnot that you would see from the guys like Lewis Linden, ACH, and Davey Vega. And this match was thoroughly entertaining and thoroughly, definitely worth the money. Up next was the only match, the only title match that we've seen of the night, and it was Hope and Change Gregory Iron and Veda Scott versus the Batiri with Veronica Ticklefeather in their corner. First things first, Tiri came out, normal stuff. Then the champions came out with Gregory Iron wearing a CM Punk inspired best in the world shirt. You know the shirt that came out the two uh the 2011 Money in the Bank and whenever he came back to W uh, quote came back to WWE right after that, he was wearing that shirt again, the original best in the world shirt. Personally, I like to call it the Cult of Personality shirt cuz that's kind of the same time when it came out but instead of the center with the cm punk symbol it was the handicap symbol and on the back it said best handicap wrestler in the world i was dying laughing i will throw out the plug now get a hold of if you want this shirt get a hold of gregory iron on twitter or on facebook or on ebay where he is accepting pre-orders for the shirt i am going to scrounge up money for this uh, for my size, I'm a 2X, and it's going to cost me 30 bucks, but I think it's going to be worth it because of that shirt. It's fantastic. And another uh, one of the spots of the night that I – it's phenomenal to see. One reason why I do enjoy watching the Bateri 
and the, the, if you don't know the Batiri, they they are a very strange duo. They are demons and talking gibberish and tongue, uh, <laughs> and they're very interesting. But the fact is, they brought out a like a little sack of stuff, something, and it looked like you know you know it would be some thumbtacks or broken glass, something like that. They're about to pour all over the canvas to throw Veda Scott and throw Gregory Iron in, but they had Veda held down, and what do they do? They pour bacon bits onto the mat for those who don't understand veda scott is a vegan of very strict vegan and throwing that down is almost like throwing holy water on the devil and at first attempt gregory iron pulled her out and greg went into it first but later on i think it was towards the end of the match veda did get thrown into the bacon bits and they she had more put on top of her but the finish of this match um i can never tell the materia part um i know i'm not the only person like that if you see me tweet which one's which it's because i have people around me and i go which one's that like i forget which one's which but one of them had greg for the pin he got a three count obviously we know with gregory iron it's the four count you have to pin gregory iron to the count of four to pin him not necessarily veda but four to pin him always remember that obviously but he gets the th- one of them got the three count veda came in with a counter and pinned whatever member of the material that was and she got a three count so your winners and still aiw tag team champions hope and change now at this point the material ended up attacking veda one more time with Gregory Iron on the outside as Gregory Iron just stood there holding his title. He eventually, you know, grabbed her real quick and helped her out. A video posted by AIW proves that everything is fine with Hope and Change, and you could catch that video on AIW's YouTube page. Just search for AI Wrestling Channel on YouTube. Up next was our women's match of Addie Star versus Jody DeMilo. I'm actually happy I found Jody on Twitter because I didn't think she had one. Addie continues her streak minus the fact that she lost the ladder match but singles competition she continues her streak and pinned Jody DeMilo if you heard the preview episode I bashed Jody DeMilo on her look and I'm gonna admit this time I thought she looked better on her what she wore to the ring and I, I was very happy about that it, make, it makes me want to see her more maybe I caught her on a bad day so be it that's why I, I really didn't hold her to it and it wasn't someone I was gonna completely bury I just threw out my opinion on what I thought of what she looked like and especially when she stepped in the ring versus Angela Slam Angelus just had a better look. Like, I could tell, like, she's a wrestler, you know. Th- there was just so much beaming more from her than Jody, And I actually, pretty much, I fell in love with uh, Angelus because of that. And I look more, I look forward to seeing more from her. And uh, it's, once again, I feel this women's division is fantastic. With the this point system for wins and whatnot to figure out who's going to be the number one contender. And we already have the number one contender in Veda Scott waiting in the wings for whenever her match was, is going to be. I wouldn't be surprised at this point if it's Absolution, but we don't know yet. N- only one match has been announced so far for Absolution, and even that is not 100% certain because of the J-Lit. So, again, I'm giving high marks to Jody DeMilo. Um, h- high marks to Eddie Starr, too. She She's coming out show after show and really building up your reputation with us fans, and I'm hoping girls like Jody DeMilo get a chance to do the same thing now, too, now that I'm, I'm not as down on her, and I 
I really do want to see more, but top of these three, the one that is on the top of my list, and when I say these three, I'm throwing uh, Angelus Lane in there too. Angelus Lane is hands down the girl that I want to see. I want to see her more. I want to see her versus AK. I think that could be a fantastic match. I mean, partially because they have a very similar look as in like their hair, uh, and I probably think some of their makeup. So I think these two would create a fantastic match, fantastic feud, but we'll see. At this point of the show, we went to an intermission, a very fun intermission, normal kind of stuff, but we came back and this was a shocker. Sometimes you can look at a card for AIW and you could say, okay, this is going to be the main event. This is going to be the match that will end the show. And what match did I point to? I pointed to the six-man match with your champion of Eric Ryan, part of Nixon, you know, with Bobby Beverly and Ricky Shane Page going up against Euthanasia, M-Dog, Matt Cross, Josh Prohibition, with the extremely cute wrestler Colin Delaney. Unfortunately, this is the match we got coming back from intermission. Complete shock to me. Uh, a friend of mine that I was sitting with we had a conversation earlier in the night. I said this was going to be the main event. He said Ethan Page, Josh Alexander was going to be the main event. So we come back to intermission. This is what gets announced. He looks at me and he goes, I told you. I look at him and I'm thinking, like, reworking something? Because I do like Josh Alexander. I like Ethan Page. I like what they have going on. But something just tells me that that match will not be the main event. The match before the main event is what I could see. And even when I thought this match was going to be the main event, I figured we'll have all ego Ethan Page and Josh Alexander right before this, you know, perfectly fine. But it was where the Pick Your Poison matches, I think, happened to fit to, you know, where some of these other ones would go. I think last year we seen one in one half of the show, the other in the other half this time, you know, both at this point you figure, okay, we're going to have both of them in the second half, which is what happened. At this point, I already knew one of the participants because his merch was sitting out at the table, so perfectly easy to figure out where he was going to be. So it was the other match and trying to figure out what kind of match they were going to have. And to put it shortly, I looked at him and I said, one of the Pick Your Poison matches will be the last match and we'll get another Pick Your Poison match after this. Still having Alexander and Ethan Page right before the main event. So let's get back to this six-man tag match. Fantastic match. The quality of this match, I want to say it should have been the main event. And I'm not complaining to AIW. I'm not bitching at them. I'm not even saying this is what you should have done. Like, for me, what this match was, it was it was awesome. Uh, before the match started, the dude came out, obviously 50% owner of AIW, names himself the special guest referee, and sends Jay Clemens to the back. In this match, the weapons get used hardcore. Some of the other matches, you know, you'd get one or two used, you know, just like here and there, balls out. This match went so balls out on using weapons and uh there's a picture on the ohio indie report feed on twitter at ohio report of ricky shane page just busted up completely open about a few degrees less than what eric ryan was for hell on earth now right in front of me uh there was a table put up on on the barricade in the ring I took a picture of that, and that got that got tweeted out. Uh, tacks were <laughs> used in this match, and currently, like, I, I'm getting a lot of my notes from the Twitter feed. And boy, in this match, I was so excited, I had typos galore. Like I said, the tacks have been bust if out. Uh, B u s t e f. Did not spell check myself. And I said, Ricky Shane Page is busted out, busted open. And I said, almost Eric Ryan style. And what we ended up seeing was Ricky Shane Page and Bobby Beverly go straight through the table. And if I'm correct, uh, that table was actually set up by Ricky Shane Page. Again, you can double check on the DVD. And believe it or not, Colin Delaney pinned Eric Ryan 
after grabbing a Colt 45, threatening to drink it, drink some, or what you would thought drink some, spits the Colt 45 in Eric Ryan's face. Again, the match, as I put it on Twitter, was fan-fucking-tastic. An absolute must-see. Another part of this match was the Duke got knocked out, and the whole time of the match, you know, he was doing the normal heel ref thing, you know, slow count for the faces, trying to get a fast count for the heels. So... That being said, at some point he got knocked. Uh, Duke got knocked out. If I, I want to say it was. Oh, and God, don't quote me because there was so much stuff that got used. One of which was a guitar. I want to say Duke got hit with the guitar. Uh, baby powder going everywhere. And Chet Flexer comes out. You know, we've been seeing him popping his head up here and bit by bit in every AIW show. And takes Duke's hand while Colin Delaney is pinning Eric Ryan and hits him for the one, two, three count. Well, picks up the Duke's arm and goes, you know, the one, two, three count. And that was that. But again, fantastic match. And like I said, I would have this as the main event, but some some of the rest of these matches are very much deserving their spot. And picking any order of these four, I think, is very tough because one way or another, you will create an injustice for another match. So going on next up, we get uh, one of the Pick Your Poison matches. First, we start off with BJ Whitmer's match, so it's picked by Chris Dickinson. And who does Chris Dickinson bring out? He brings out none other than Michael Elgin. We get BJ Whitmer versus Michael. Michael Elgin. This was another fantastic match. This was more part of the wrestling aspect. Uh, a friend of mine, Monsoon Classic, you can find him on Twitter at Monsoon underscore Classic. Listen to what he was saying on a, uh, the podcast that he did. I believe it was the Tom and Mike show or whatever. No disrespect to you guys. Sorry for the little bashing I did in the uh, last review episode. But, you know, I got to agree with what he said. You know, it was this was one of those matches just I want to pay attention. I want to watch the wrestling. And I think AEW does a really great job with a roller coaster ride of matches to where, you know, that match you want to be on your feet and then there's that match that you want to relax. And this was one of those matches because we get so many times and Monsoon brought this up of because he's at the concession stand and people are standing up so a lot of his his view on stuff kind of gets a little jaded. I'm front row and there's times that I have to move and sometimes I don't like that because I just want to sit down and relax. I mean, you don't have that as much when you go like to a, a WWE show or certain shows like that. When, when I keep having to move because wrestlers are doing spots into my row and it, it literally is no, nine times out of ten is where I'm sitting it's if you're watching the DVD it's actually I'm sitting on the side the cam, the hard camera's on and they do a lot of spots right that, that direction so the camera can get it um, part of it's our fault for picking those seats and I very much understand that but because of matches like the one before it and because of matches like Ethan Page and Josh Alexander I have to stand up and completely move out of the way so that these wrestlers can perform so so that happened with the previous match. So this one, I want to sit down. And I, I want to go back to enjoying the event. And when, when you have a wrestling clinic with BJ Whitmer and Michael Elgin, that's 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 what happened. I paid attention. Um, I didn't even tweet much during this. I don't even. I'm not even sure if I took even p- any pictures. I didn't tweet out any pictures, but I still might have taken pictures. But even then, I, I was probably just sitting down, relaxing, enjoying this match. And I think trying to figure out what was going to happen for the rest of the night. But BJ Whitmer overcomes it and beats Michael Elgin wrestling. I think this was probably the best match of the night. Absolutely um, the greatest wrestling match of the night. One reason why you gotta like love BJ Whitmer and you gotta love Michael Elgin. These are two veterans, two fantastic wrestlers. Michael Elgin has a bad record recently in AIW, so it's questionable if we will see him again, but of course we'll see BJ Whitmer because he is the intense champion. Then up next we got Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. These two, like I said, put on a very similar match to the tag team match. They were everywhere. They were 
They, right in front of me, they took three barricades and set them up with one side being on our the barricade in front of us and the ring and you knew this was going to get used it got they they had one up first and then that got used i want to say that josh might have put it up but then ethan page grabbed the other two and threw them on and it was a question is when was this going to get used um there was a lot a lot of fantastic spots in this sleazia who was with obviously with ethan page she ends up getting involved got knocked out got taken to the back and as this match continued it, it, it's just it's a great back and forth this deserved its spot I'm not saying it wasn't main event material but i think of the other three matches no matter what this is what i wanted to see right before the main event and obviously that's what we got but like i said great back and forth fantastic spots ethan page a guy who is trying to be a heel no matter what we're going to continue to root for him we're going to continue to cheer him and i mean josh alexander's not getting booed either it's not your wwe dynamic we love both of these guys and ethan page like i said before has come a long way from having that girls night out match but what happened at the end of this match as josh was continuing to put up humbling on ethan page sleazia sparks comes out tries this tries to you know to back josh off trying to make sure ethan page is okay she pulls off her white panties and throws them in the ring essentially her version or aiw's version of throwing in the towel so referee jay clemens stopped the match and awarded the win to josh alexander post-match ethan page slams sleazia sparks when one of his moves and proclaims that they are over and sleazia sparks is now single what's this mean for her but it will be interesting to see and the question is could sleazia sparks be ready for entering action here soon so we're here at point the main event of the evening chris dickinson's pick your poison match picked by bj whitmer this was the opponent that i knew because this man's merch was ringside who was it for those who weren't there it was none other than masada chris dickinson versus masada this was definitely deserved to be in that spot masada is that guy that i think when he comes to aiw he he's an outside guy that personifies what aiw is monsoon classic uh, on the podcast that i was listening to said chris dickinson was that aiw guy a guy that just represents everything aiw is and i agree and i think masada is the equivalent of that of a guy who's not necessarily always at aiw a guy who hasn't been there in over a year he was actually main event on my first show at aiw so it's great to see him back masada is freaking awesome and to make the long story short about this match because i i don't believe i could do it justice like the both these guys styles are very insane very awesome masada came up short and chris dickinson pinned masada for the victory but how would i rate this show going into this i had no idea what to expect because the shows that we had after girls night out when you start getting into that absolution road you had like i said before gauntlet for the gold your battle royal match so you have that to look forward to and that, that's very epic next we have the jaylet a tournament who doesn't love tournaments it's one of the best things in like any sport is tournament that's what playoffs are they're tournaments so they're always very exciting so that has a high caliber factor to it and then after that you have absolution the wrestlemania of aiw you know that big event that you look forward to this more than anything they didn't really advertise it as that i mean this was the hardcore show this 
was that kind of show. And I think when you compare them all, this has to follow last, and reasonably so. Now, where would I rate this event? I want to give it a B plus. I think it was an A-quality show, but I feel like if I were to give it an A, like I know Absolution was last year, Hell on Earth, somewhere, this just falls fairly short of all that. It had only one title match for the tag team titles, and again, I still think that's the most relevant titles in AIW. And it was just kind of a standalone match, standalone event. So it's kind of understandable why it's like that. This is kind of a filler for Gauntlet for the Gold and the Jailet, which I am perfectly fine with. So for me, I just have to give it a B plus, which I'm just saying it's right outside of that. Still a good show, still something I would buy on DVD and doesn't take away any quality of what AIW does. I know I always have fun coming to these shows and this was no no different. It was just beforehand I didn't have any like pre-show excitement. It was like, I'm here, what do you have for me type thing. But all in all, a great show by AIW. If you get a chance to attend an AIW show, I'm suggesting come up to Cleveland next month. Or actually, wait a minute, we're in May now. So this month, come to Cleveland this month because yes, coming up is the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament two-day event. Friday, May 24th, Saturday, May 25th, 7.30 bell time on Friday, 6 o'clock bell time on Saturday, with a fan fest at 3 p.m. on Saturday. The cheat tickets are no longer available. I am sad that I couldn't pick up those cheap tickets. So now the events are either 20 bucks each or just $40 for both shows with the FanFest included. And if you just want to go to the FanFest, it's 5 bucks. But, I mean, really, if you're going to spend the money, but, yeah, whatever. And to, to go over the matches we have announced and the participants for the tournament, of course, the only day two match we have Jock Samson versus Tracy Smothers and getting into the participants almost one more time because we'll talk about them in the preview show. We have Adam Cole, Michael Elgin, Tim Donst, Davey Vega, M-Dog Matt Cross, Gary J, Ricky Shane Page, Ethan Page, Lewis Linden, Josh Prohibition, Veda Scott, Josh Alexander, Chris Dickinson, Addy Starr, Bobby Beverly, BJ Whitmer, ACH, Colin Delaney, Nasty Russ Myers, Marion Fontaine, Johnny Gargano, Thaddeus Thomas, Kimberly, and last but not least, entrant number 24, Biff Busick. And continuing with Biff Busick, entering the opening round matches, Biff Busick versus Michael Elgin, Johnny Gargano versus M-Dog Matt Cross, Kimberly versus Bobby Beverly, Josh Prohibition versus B.J. Whitmer, Josh Alexander versus A.C.H., Chris Dickinson versus Nasty Russ Myers, Adam Cole versus Tim Donst, Gary J. versus Davey Vega in a match that I am completely torn on. Marion Fontaine versus Veda Scott. And that leads us to one question. What is my special announcement about the next episode when we cover the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament? Hmm, what could it be? Well, I am proud to announce, I am thrilled to announce that we are not going to have just one guest two special guests for the show. None other than, number one, Aaron Bauer. Who could Aaron be bringing on to the show? I mean, there's so many, so much great talent within AIW. So much, so many other great commentators. And, okay, there's not so many other great commentators, but who else could he bring? Well, it's none other than one half of the tag team champions. Hope and change, Veda Scott. You are the first to hear about this. Veda Scott is gonna be on the Ohio Indie Report. I am pumped about this. I love Veda Scott. She's one of the top on my list. Uh, it's always her and me and Yim that I'm scrambling back and forth of who is number one and right now with Veda Scott coming on to this show, coming on to my network. The, I, I'm thrilled. Veda freaking Scott. It's going to be fun to talk about the JT Lightning Tournament, especially this match versus Marion Fontaine. I'm going to be quiet the whole match. 
I am torn. I am just about as torn when it was Old School Express versus Hope and Change. So we'll see what not only happens at the JT Lightning Tournament, but before that, we will find out what Vita Scott and what Aaron Bauer bring to the show. I know I'm going to be recording with them in a couple weeks, and the show will be posted probably about a week before the JT Lightning Tournament. That will do it for the show. Once again, to throw out some last-minute plugs for AIW, if you want this event or past events from AIW, you can go to SmartMark video and check out their website or go to store.aiwrestling.com or aiwrestling.com to buy dvds and even tickets for events follow aiw on twitter at aiwrestling check out their facebook facebook.com slash aiwrestling and definitely check out their youtube page they always are throwing up videos of stuff uh past matches stuff on dvds stuff for ma- things they just had promos and whatnot and you can catch that at youtube.com slash aiwrestling well that'll do it for me heavy set at the ohio report follow me personally if you would like on twitter at heavyset330 and you can always follow the show to get live tweets from the events at ohio report so that will do it for me on behalf of kayfabe sports radio where it's all the work this has been the ohio indie report This is Stone Cold E.T., and when you're listening to the Ohio Indie Report, what? I said the Ohio Indie Report, what? You gotta listen long, and you gotta listen hard, like the Texas Rattlesnake. Okay, now I'm gonna do this again, even because you're gonna edit it, so you're gonna hear this again, and I'm gonna edit it. Uh...